Yesterday, many people across the world celebrated Valentine's Day with their loved ones and their significant others. We saw commercials running uh, promoting the sales of jewelry, candy, cards, and even cars. Can you believe? And, and you know, these are nice things to get, but we need to remember the deeper connection of love. What is love? It's not about candy and the cars, but it's about that deep emotion running through our very souls. Right? Hundreds of years later, 
reminding the religious leaders of the greatest commandment from God. So if you'll go to the New Testament, to Matthew chapter 22. In Matthew, the Sadducees um, had been trying to trick Jesus with these questions. And so, in Matthew chapter 22, verse 34, says, But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met together to question him again. One of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with this question. They asked Jesus, Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? And Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second and equally important, love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So you're thinking, this is Jesus talking. And when you think Jesus had to go and minister to the people, and when you think of the hardest people Jesus had to minister to, you might think, well, the really bad people, right? The ones who are thieves and liars and murderers. These people are going to be hard. Jesus is having the hardest time with them. However, if you read your scriptures and you read the New Testament, Jesus is confronted by the Pharisees and the Sadducees many times, and they are giving him a hard time. And who were these people? These were religious leaders. These were the people who were supposed to be, you know, um, sharing God with their people. But they were always trying to discount Jesus. But the thing is that Jesus grew up as a Jewish boy, and he knew the Old Testament backwards and forwards. And he was also a teacher of religious, and we know that's because he was teaching when he was 12 years old in, in the temples. And Jesus was a minister. He went around and, and he would talk to people about God. So Jesus wasn't just some person like on the street that people respected Jesus. But the Sadducees and the Pharisees, their religious group was upset because Jesus was saying some things that didn't that they didn't like, that they didn't they didn't didn't go with them. Now Jesus wasn't trying to uh, um, he wasn't he wasn't trying to show them up. He was trying to show them God. They thought that they knew God and they thought they were doing His work. However, they had been led astray over the years, and Jesus was trying to bring them back to the truth. Now the great thing about the scripture. We read in Deuteronomy, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. Well, Jesus added to this, and also love your neighbor as yourself. He's saying these are the greatest commandments. These two are equal, and they're the greatest commandments. Now, if the Pharisees and the religious leaders would really have taken a look at what they were doing, they would have realized that they were not treating people with love. They weren't. Their, their main focus seemed to be on policing the law rather than showing love and grace as God intended. And not only policing the law of the Ten Commandments, if you look back at the Jewish culture, you'll, you'll see that the religious leaders over the years of, you know, years and years and years and years had added laws themselves. So they're, they're adding stuff, they're trying to police it, and it's, all, it's more about, you know, Oh, you ate a piece of meat. Oh, you're in trouble, you know, or you, your hair's too long or your skirt's too short. You know, it was, it was more about those things, and Jesus was trying to refocus their attention back on loving God 
and showing love and grace to other people. That's what Jesus was trying to do. And he also emphasized there that the entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So you have to see, we have to love. We have to love God and we have to love each other before we start demanding, you know, stuff on people. We have to get right with God. We have to get right with ourselves. We have to get right with others and that and that state of mind before before we can try to help others and show them the love of God. And so and Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with, like we sang in the song earlier, and love your neighbor as yourself. So, you know, how, how are we going to do these things? How are we going to love God with all our hearts? How are we going to love our neighbors as ourselves? Well, uh, we're going to go to 1 John chapter 5, and he kinda, John kind of talks about this. Um, it's connected to obeying God's commandments. So, 1 John chapter 5, verse 1 through 5 says, Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God. And anyone who loves the Father loves his children too. We know we love God's children if we love God and obey his commandments. Loving God means keeping his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. So John is telling us in all this how to truly love God. First, we need to realize that we, each of us, are children of God, right? Um, Jesus died on the cross as an ultimate sacrifice for the sins of the world. And by doing this, we were made blameless in the eyes of God. To receive this salvation, we have free will to choose to believe this is true. And John says, if we love God, then we will love his children too. Now this goes beyond romantic love or family love, um, which we, you know, we may have for the people in our lives. Um, this, this is a genuine, selfless, unconditional emotion, or rather it's a state of being. This love that God wants, that he has for us, and that he wants us to have for others, it's not just an emotion we feel for somebody when they're nice to us, or they treat us a certain way. This is a love <coughs> that consumes our whole being, our whole soul. You know, that, that no matter what happens, we can still have that love for God and for ourselves and for other people. And sometimes we forget about ourselves, but we have to love ourselves. You have to love yourselves and know that God loves you too. And we are God's children. And, you know, this, this love creates in us a new heart. One that wants to do good and what is best, not only for ourselves, but all creation. And verse 4 says, how is this achieved? Verse 4 says, we achieve this through our faith. It's not through going out and... You know, helping people, feeding people, or, you know, teaching people, or doing good things and good deeds. He says this is achieved through our faith, our belief. We believe in God and our faith. Okay? And so, you know, how can we overcome evil and sin? Same way, through our faith in Jesus. And, and allow for this love of God to transform us 
and the world around us. Have you ever thought about that? A lot of times we get too concerned about thinking about, you know, where we are, or, you know, or, or we start thinking about that nobody loves us, but then we have to we have to remember, you know, who are we? Who are you? You know, you are a child of God. God created each one of us and he loves us. You know, and how do we know how much God loves us? Well, I'm going to read some scripture from John chapter 3. How did God show us his love? In uh, chapter 3, verse 14, And Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, and so the Son of Man must be lifted up. This is Jesus talking about himself. Um, so that everyone who believes in him would have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that anyone who believes in him and everyone who believes in him exactly will not perish but have everlasting life. God sent his Son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only Son. So the ultimate act of love was for God to reconcile himself with all humanity. And Jesus' sacrifice provided the way, and our personal faith in God grants us the access. Does that make sense? Does it make sense? And, you know, back in, back in the day of the Bible times, they understood sacrifice. And I'm not going to go through the whole, whole process, but you can look it up if you need to. But they understood, and God had to do it this way. If Jesus came today in our time, he may have used a different way, but they understood sacrifice. They knew what it meant, and, it, and they knew how significant it was. And we kind of lose all that in cultural context. But, but God, it was an ultimate sacrifice for God to send Jesus, who was a perfect, blameless you know, soul, and his sacrifice covered the sins of everyone forever and ever and ever. But we have to believe and have faith and be consumed with God's love. And know that God does love us. We believe that. And so when no one else cares, guess what? God does. And Jesus came to earth to show us how to reconnect to God. And he also loves you. And he is with you daily. And I'm talking about Jesus. So if God loves you and Jesus loves you. And so we know that for sure. So we, we have the two most powerful, you know, we have the creator and, and his son that, that are with us. And, and we can call upon them to help us and we pray to them. And so, you know, what, what more can we ask for? And, and God's right here waiting for you to call out to him and to believe. So I want you to take the advice of Moses and commit yourselves wholeheartedly to the commands that God has given us. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road and when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as a reminder. Write them on your doorposts and of your house and on your gates. And make this your life. How do we know what God expects of us? How would we know how to live our lives if we don't ask? How are we going to know if we don't read the scriptures? It's like when we're kids and we're going to school. How are we going to learn how to read and write if we don't, if no one teaches us and if we don't practice? You know, how are we going to know what to do 
if we don't listen to God, if we don't even believe in him, if we don't even, you know, think that he's there for us, how are we going to love one another if we don't love God and we don't love ourselves, you know? This, this is what I want you to think about today, well, forever, for the rest of your lives. And know that God does love you. And when you start accepting that and you start believing that and knowing that and you allow that to consume your life, and then you can be that you can be that person to help others because it just you know when you when you love God and you have that it radiates off you and people know there's something different about you you know and then you want to go share you know that with other people that's what Captain and I our mission you know in life we want to love God and love ourselves and love other people and show people the way to reconnect to God you know and I, I do wonder what Jesus would do if he was here today I wonder how he would minister to people in America, say, you know, and how could God, how would Jesus, you know, show people and try to get them to reconnect back to God, and so that's kind of like my mission, you know, is to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to be Jesus in the flesh, you know, and I pray God, how can I be like Jesus in this day and age, and you can pray the same thing, because we're all children of God, and we're all called to spread the love of God, not just me. You know, each, each of you are. So I want you to make this your life. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all of your strength. And to love your neighbors as you love yourselves. And in doing so, you will be showing the love of God to the world. And what a difference do you think it can make if each one of us went out and we shared God with everyone that we encountered, just the love of God. We don't have to take our Bibles and say, you see this Bible verse right here? All you have to do is smile, maybe give someone a hug, right? How easy is that? How are you, you know, ask somebody, how are you doing today? Sometimes, you guys know people, you know that there are people out there that are hurting and that they think no one cares about them. And if you just took five minutes to talk to them, how much you can change your life. That's what God wants us to do. You know, God, worshiping God isn't just coming here on Sunday morning and singing songs. That, that's good, and that's great, and that refreshes us. But the true act of loving God and worshiping God is to love his creation, to spread love and joy to other people. And just think what a difference this, look at the world today. I hate watching the news, right? Because of all the things that they're showing. But you know what? There's a lot of good happening in the world. There is a lot of good happening in the world, and we have to look and see that. But you, you can be that person. It starts, it starts right here with each one, each one of us. It starts right here, you know, with our own selves. And so this morning, Captain's going to play a song, and you're going to have the opportunity. You can come to the altar and pray. You can, we can pray with you if you would like. You can stay in your seats and pray. But I want you to think about what, have, what God has laid on your heart today. I read a lot of scripture, I put a lot of points out there, but what is it that God is speaking to your particular heart today? And, and allow, allow a transformation to happen in your life, and see the wonderful things that God is going to do for you. So Captain is going to play a song. Change my heart, oh God. Make it Yeah. 
We're going to listen to that one more time. And this time, as we have some here still praying, the song itself is a prayer. So if you're lost for words as to what to pray for him to come in to change your heart, the words of the song themselves. are all you need to know. So we're going to listen to it one more time. And as it plays, it is indeed. Change my heart, God. If the words are your prayer today, I invite you to sing them. As the music plays. serving you and to doing your will and loving others as you have loved us. I said, Lord, come and fill us, fill your lamp, fill our hearts, Lord. Dwell within us. We ask these things through your beloved Son, Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. 
Amen.